I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starcade 85, it is to the resident fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, with that weight got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. And we all had hard times together. I admit I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly is just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But, brother, I am bad, and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne, and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out. Because the love that was given me, and this time, I will repay you now. Because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues. Dusty Rhodes Tour 85. And Ric Flair, Nature Boy. Let me leave you with this. One way to hurt Ric Flair is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world. That's the world's heavyweight title. I'm going to take it. I've been there twice. This time when I take it, Daddy, I'm going to take it for you. Let's gather for it. Don't let me down now because I came back for you, for that man up there that died 
10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real Wolf champion. And I'm proud of you and thank God I have you. And I love you. Love you! You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stancy at your service. Ro Moran right across me. No Raf Kamasadas this week. Oh, he, uh, from, well, he wants us to tell you that he is in Oakland right now. Celebrating for, because the Golden State Warriors won the championship. Oh, he's in the parade. He that, wants us to tell you that. That's what he wants you to believe. Yeah. In the parade. The championship parade. That's but what he wants us to tell you. Must we remind you, by the way, about something a little bit more believable than what Camus wants you to, wants you to hear. Yeah. Here it is. We are the number one 76 ranked podcast in the sports and rec category on the iTunes store. Seven spots higher from last week. And you know how we did it? How? Do you want to know how we did it? Yeah, I do. Because we are part of one race, one style. One vision. <laughs> this is hashtag the new PH. We at the SGP podcast are part of the movement because we constantly strive for excellence rather than settle for mediocrity. We believe in unleashing our potential by pursuing our passions and ultimately achieving happiness. What's your move? <laughs> Yun! Kasi kasama to sa campaign eh. Yeah, fucker. Ipanindigin na natin. Yeah, might as well, might as well. So, uh, if, you, if you have no idea what Rose is referring to, just head on over to my page. I'm, I might as well shill it. Facebook.com slash Stancy Online. Uh, we were actually part of this campaign for Mega Magazine and Mega Publishing. And they photographed us. Um, this motherfucker yeah, is wearing a brown leather jacket. Yeah. A brown leather jacket. Who knew jacket. he had a brown leather jacket? How come you never wore a brown leather jacket before? I'm going to be in the Philippines. I'm going to wear a leather jacket when I'm going to work. When I'm in the office. Yeah, that's a very good point. But yeah, anyway, um, uh, it, it's been a very eventful week. And we just found out again from the Slickmaster. Uh, what's up, Slickmaster? That we are actually ranked 176. So it's another great achievement. And you can help us yes. sustain this achievement yes. and even surpass it by subscribing to us on the iTunes store, subscribing to the SGP podcast, and even rating us. Right. You can subscribe to us, uh, obviously, on the iTunes store. And you can also, if you're on Android, like some of our friends here, they don't know where they can subscribe because they don't have iTunes for Android. But they have podcast apps that you can download and then subscribe to. Because, uh, for example, uh, my favorite podcast app is called Podcast Addict. And I can access the iTunes store directly from there. And I can subscribe from, the, from any podcast on the iTunes store from there. So for Android users who are missing out, we got the hookup. And we're so easy to find. You just have to search for us on iTunes or on Android, Google Play, Podcast. Yeah, I know, I know it gets tiring to have to go to our website, uh, the SGP podcast at buzzproud.buzzproud.com uh, and, and you know, manually listen to the podcast from there. So let's so, make it easy yeah. for you. Just subscribe. And, you know, it'll automatically download, and we come out with a new episode every Saturday. So that's something you can expect every weekend. You're right next to Bruce Buffer's podcast. And just a few spots away. PodcastOne.com. Just a few spots away from Cheap Heat. And I know Kamos has been, you know, really raring to take a shot at Cheap Heat. Right, right, right. And speaking of Kamos, okay, going back to his his whereabouts, congratulations to Golden State for winning their first championship in a long, 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 long time. 40 years, my friend. 
That's uh, that was the gap between the 1975 title, right? And, and this year, and to our understanding, our friends who are in, who are with us, who are joining us for this week's episode, Jake DeLeon and Bombay Suarez made a bet. Yeah, apparently JDL was betting for the Warriors to win the finals, yeah. and Bombay put his money on LeBron James and the Cavaliers. And the rich guy gets more money. <laughs> I, that's just horrible capitalism, man. <laughs> Um, How does it feel? <laughs> How does it feel? Are you ashamed of yourself? No, Are you no, proud no, of yourself? Ashamed. He bet on the right team. Hey, I said this. I, I, I can't believe. I, I can't remember rather where I said this, but I said that whoever would win this series would win it in six. I'm glad I'm right. I'm sad I didn't put money in it. Uh, yeah, I, that's fine. I, I, you can't actually put money in on, on, on that kind of shit. But uh, it was a fun series. I didn't expect it na entertaining the way that it was. Right, right, right. And, well, it went down to the wire, but by the end, by the last two games, it was downright shameful for, for Cleveland. Which is really sad, because hey, you, know, you know how hard LeBron is trying to work, mm-hmm. and you know that that supporting cast with no Kyrie, no Kevin Love, no Varejao, just could not hack it by the end of the series. Yeah. Do you think it's an asterisk, though? I've, I've heard some talk on Twitter that it might be an asterisk for the Warriors. You know, I wouldn't say so. Not with the way that LeBron played. LeBron had a monstrous final. By like, himself, no? By himself. No, but still. And... Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the media had voted LeBron Finals MVP. Eh? Mm. Like, he could have won that award still. And uh, it's because of that. Now, I can't say it's an asterisk. All right. Because LeBron is still, at the end of the day, still, end of the day that, that best like player one on the guy team. facing off against what? A full team. Well, he had Mozgov, who actually put in at least two or three great right. games. Right. Delhi, who put in two great games. But that's not the full team. That's not, that's not like the Cavs, the 2015 Cavs' full potential. And here's the, here's the argument that, uh, that kills the asterisk argument. Argument. Every year, every championship team has always come across a certain mix of luck, injuries, and the right timing. So right. you can't point at any year and say, nah, oh, there was, no, uh, th- there was no team that wasn't injured. Right. Every year, some, some key player, whether it's a reserve, a key reserve, like a key starter, a key contributor, or a superstar, may na injure palagi, and that always affects the outcome of the championship series. All right. So at the end of the day, uh, no championship team deserves an asterisk, not even the 1999 San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> so let me just say that to kill okay. all arguments about asterisks. So I guess for LeBron, it's hard times. It's hard times, and Speaking Daddy. of hard times, uh, we opened with hard times, the hard times promo at the top of the show. Your segue game's getting good, by the way. Uh, of course, thank you. Yeah. But as we all know by now, as every wrestling fan knows by now, the living legend, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes has passed away. Uh, this past Thursday in America. Yeah, so it was Friday night, uh, Friday morning dito sa Pinas. I believe the news came out midnight dito right, sa Pinas, right, right. ng Independence Day. And uh, at the Smart Henry offices, we were actually burning the midnight oil, trying to come up with, uh, with you yep. know, something to say. I, the EIC was asleep. So it was me and Mike. Apparently my, my lieutenants... We're still up. <laughs> we were on it, man. We were we were on it. it uh, you know, we had to do it for for you know American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, um, and I hope personally he wasn't really somebody that I idolized yeah, growing um, up. As I said, uh, he wasn't our childhood hero. We were too young for that. Yeah. Uh, the only exposure we had of Dusty Rhodes was always been a ret- retrospective. Queen Demon retrospective, it's his appearances as a legend. Yeah. And I guess, like, from my viewing experience as a fan, my my but favorite I think that Dusty was moment. Enough, eh? 
sorry, sorry, keep sorry, sorry. Yeah. Continue. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, like uh, as a fan, I guess my favorite Dusty moment would have to be Battleground 2013, right? When Cody and and Goldust took on Seth and Roman Reigns to keep their jobs, and Dean Ambrose was managing the Shield, mm-hmm. and Dusty yeah, was yeah, managing yeah. his sons. That match. Ba- that, that match was a great match. I remember tearing up at the end of that match, especially in the part that all three of the of uh, the Rhodes family did the Believe in the Shield pose. Right. Like it was a very poignant moment. Even though they lost. No, they won they the match. Lost, right? No, they yeah. won the match. That's how they Fuck, got reinstated. Can't anything anymore. In fact, Dusty. I thought hit... they got reinstated after. No, they won the match. I, you always know how the Shield wins. They never really lose, and they never really lost until I know. They actually lost that that feud because two weeks later, Cody and Goldust would win the tag team titles. Right, right, right. right from right. Seth and Roman, because uh, reigns, yeah, geez. and and uh, it, it should be noted, Nasidine Ambrose is the last recipient on TV of the, the bionic, bionic elbow. elbow. In that match at uh, from Battle Dusty Rhodes. From Dusty from Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, that was a very special moment for so, me. So, Dean is always getting the throwback moments. He gets the snake, he gets the elbow. That's right. Oh, Sinuerta Shai in that regard. Because I think of the three members of the Shield, Shai is pinaka old school. But how about you? What was your favorite Dusty moment? My favorite Dusty moment, I don't know. I, it's going to be cliche. It's, it's going to be really cliche, but it has to be hard times. Because, because. Um, as I, I have to admit, I don't know. I'm not as versed in my Dusty, but uh, it is hard time because that is like one of the most must-see promos you have to you have to encounter as a fan. And I think that if anybody were to have like promo school or promo classes, nasa curriculum dapat yung hard times. It's required viewing. Not because of yung cadence and the delivery, but more of the content of the heart and the heart that Dusty and and the the passion that uh, Dusty Rhodes delivered that promo with. So, I um we always say not just as fans but as writers as viewers that the best promos are the ones that are most sincere, and you could really feel yung yung genuineness of that promo from Dusty. Right, but because I don't know he he was drawing. From his own experience, I'm rereading the Dusty book. I have the Dusty book. I've been having it. I had it for a couple of years now, and he does talk about growing up legit as a plumber's son. It's not a gimmick. He's growing up poor, but not provided for. I mean, you know, not not provided for. Yeah, <laughs> but he does draw from experience, and it's, it's kind of the, the my biggest takeaway from Dusty is if you have to, you know, if you have to bring across a character from yourself to your audience you have to the best way to do it is to draw from your own experiences but you're never going to get the audience to believe if you didn't go through that or if you don't believe in your own character you, you know it's uh it's very it, it's ironic like, that you know, father's like, day like, like jake de leon here he really is the son of a hacendero oh that's true yeah. yeah like when he says he's a son of a hacendero he's not he's not, he's not pulling your leg yeah um mommy really is a bitch killer <laughs> Yeah, and you know, once upon a time he was an Iron Chef. Right. Now, uh, I was mentioning earlier about Father's Day because you know this episode will have been released over Father's Day right, weekend. Right. Oh, wait, wait. By the way, I just want to say, you know, uh, we have to, uh, even though this this su- this passing of Dusty was sudden, we have to take into account that he really was looking bad by recently. Yeah, um, his weight he... loss wasn't gradual. Like sobrang no. nangyayat siya over the last few months of his life. Do you remember when uh, Menunos cut that? When was that? When, when At the Hall that? of Fame ceremony this year. This year. Yeah. Dusty was looking really bad. Yeah, he, he Dusty did. was looking really bad. And when he, when Dusty showed up at No Way Out, I don't know, Fastlane. Yeah. He was looking really bad. But in WrestleMania, but he was also there in that uh, little scene about oh, yeah, Pat yeah, Patterson
we we kind of knew it was coming, especially when you go look back at his recent appearances. But we didn't know it would happen like that. Yeah. Um, one, one thing, one last thing we have to talk about is the fact that this is Father's Day weekend, and Dusty Rhodes passed away a couple weekends before Father's Day. Right. Uh, if you read Cody Rhodes or Stardust's uh, tribute over on on Twitter, his eulogy from this from from the service from the service today, it was actually very moving and very touching. Because um, it it humanized Dusty Rhodes as if he wasn't human enough, if I could put it that way. Yeah. Because a lot of people think of Dusty Rhodes as this legendary wrestler who you know battled Ric Flair and all of that, but not a lot of people are very familiar with Dusty Rhodes, the human being, and how as a father, he focused on making his children feel that they weren't poor, because there was a time in their lives when they actually lost their fortune. And and he got that from his own father. Even though they were poor, if Dusty wanted something, he would get it, even though even though it would put the family through harder times. Right. Uh, pardon the pun. But uh, that's where he got the, the mentality that the father should always provide. And that's something that he he carried on and uh, carried on with him even until sina Cody tumandana sila. Um, one last thing that really touched me from that eulogy was the fact that Cody mentioned that you know he stayed with Dusty through yung madaling araw while he was in the hospital, and he wanted to, to stay there para pagising ni Dusty he would see Cody, and right. that wasn't gonna happen because you know, pagising niya he would see his, his own father instead. Right. So that was that was a pretty touching um, little anecdote and little piece in that in that eulogy. And you mentioned something about how people see Dusty Rhodes as this legendary warrior fighting legendary battles. But the thing to remember about that is Dusty's legend was that he wasn't a legend. He was something that who, who was really down to earth. That was his legend. It's kind of a paradox if you think about it. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, because he, the legend he, was that he was just a common man. And, you know, th- there's no other way to put it. So I, ge- I guess um, in closing, and just to wrap it up, uh, um, I think it was Sami Zayn who said this. Now, there's no one in the business who was not influenced by Dusty Rhodes at some point in time, especially right. when you consider yung six degrees of separation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I- if you're really going to put it that way, everybody who's either a fan or in the business in some way, shape, or form has been influenced and touched by the legend Dusty Rhodes. I, w- I would like to thank Dusty for teaching me from... from for teaching me, for for me learning from him how to speak from the heart. That we must speak from the heart. And if I were to thank Dusty for something, it would be his sharing of his knowledge. Because the reason why we're enjoying a lot of the product that we're seeing, especially the younger crop of superstars in NXT, right. Dusty had a huge part in, in uh, molding those talents and helping them maximize whatever potential that they have. So for that, we at the SGP Podcast offer our most sincere condolences to the Runnels family. And Dusty Rhodes, we hope that you can you know, um, live, out, live out your legend and be happy on the other side. Hey, he's whining and dining with kings and queens. And um, there's no other way to end it uh, than that. Now, the rest of episode 65 is going to be a fun time. We're going to be bringing back breaking kayfabe news. We'll also talk a little bit about this week's NXT, uh, some some Lucha Underground stuff in there as well. Of course, we got to talk about Raw. And, of course, our main event for this week, we'll be talking to the Senorito Jake De Leon. He's right here in the booth. We're also going to be talking to the bitch killer, Bombay Suarez. Both of these motherfuckers yeah, you have know, something to say. You know why they're here. You, If you follow PWR, you know what went down at Revolution X. You know why they're here. They have something to say, and they're coming to get certain members of the Royal Flush. You know who they are, but we better let them speak uh, speak for themselves and just hear it for, uh, straight from the horse's mouth, as they would say. This is episode 65 of the SGP Podcast. 
This segment is brought to you by Rhino Herbal Tea for Men. Siguradong uulit ka pa. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Breaking Kayfabe News. For Raf Camus, this is Ro Moran. Sansi, pasok! Max, excuse me po. A plucky young rookie wrestler named Rhino is learning the ropes in WWE's developmental league, NXT. Dreaming of one day competing among the superstars and divas of the main roster. Veteran trainers like Sarah Del Rey and Adam Pearce are among the ones who Rhino hopes to learn from. And he said, all my life, I've dreamed of wrestling on Raw. Rhino, the fresh-faced upstart, has also said, quote, just one match would be a dream come true. But Rhino faces a tough road ahead if he wants to compete on WWE's flagship show since he has not yet developed a sense of ring psychology, nor paid his dues on the indie circuit. Rhino also said, quote, I know I've got work to do and I have to keep hitting the gym because these scrawny stick legs of mine are embarrassing, end quote. Rhino hopes he can learn valuable lessons from more experienced and knowledgeable colleagues at NXT, such as Tyler Breeze and Blue Pants. This week, Rhino has been working on a new signature finishing move, a running shoulder tackle akin to Edge's famous spear. Rhino said, quote, I'm thinking about calling it the impalement on a rhinoceros horn, but that's probably too long. I need a shorter name, something catchy that commentators and fans can yell, but I just can't think of the word, end quote. Back to you, Romoran. Thank you, San. And that was Breaking Kayfabe News. This segment is brought to you by Rhino Herbal Tea for Men. Sigurado, uulit ka pa. Okay. Ready to go in five, four, three, two, one. Episode 65 of the SGP Podcast rolls on, and as promised, we have two of the biggest stars of Philippine Wrestling Revolution. They are inside the booth with us, and they've come here to talk about their thoughts on the recently concluded Revolution X. Please welcome back to the SGP Podcast, the Senorito Jake De Leon. And... Of course, I can't forget this guy. You can't forget this guy. They call him the bitch killer, Bombay Suarez. Y'all scream, motherfuckers. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? I uh, just want to get this out of the way. Happy birthday to you, Jake DeLeon. Uh, salamat. Thank you, good. Thank you. Young. Um, how old is Jake DeLeon now? I'm 23 years young. young. 20. Well, this guy was 22 when he won the PWR championship. Where were you when you were 22 years old? <laughs> That's the question. I was in law school, about to fail. I was in Taiwan when I was when I was twenty. Yeah, you were. I was in Taiwan. So, wait, how old is classical Brian Leo right now? Um, he's younger than me, actually. Yeah, yeah. So we can't say that you're no, the youngest. No, you can't. You can't. So youngest. Yeah. youngest. Now, now, not is he. Not only is he the current PWR champion, but he's also the youngest but PWR yo, you champion. But you were younger than Randy Orton. Oh, he that won the world <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, he won it oh, at 25. Ah, uh, well, I got that on my hat. 24, he won at 24. I saw the Brock was 25, pala. When he won. <laughs> All right, so that's cool. You got so, something on, on Brock and Randy? Yeah, but, uh, well, we cannot say, although we can say that JDL is uh, the first PW champion, we cannot say that he's still the PW champion. So, uh, well, that's why we have Bombay and JDL here today. To Damn discuss. Right. To set the record straight. Yeah, to set the record straight on the bullshit. That went down 
at the main event of Revolution X. Damn that bald motherfucker. All right, let's get right into it. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, let it out, man. Well, um, starting off with the finish of the match, I mean, as soon as JD pinned me, one, two, three, by the way, big props to that, man. Thank you. Much respect. Uh, after that, I was like, okay, I was shocked I, I, I got pinned. And then all of a sudden, this fucking John Sebastian guy comes <laughs> at me and starts to fucking hit me with whatever he got. I mean, he you, was fucking hitting me with, with monoblock chairs. I mean, you got to remember, up though, with that. Brandon Liu actually kind of distracted us first coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I heard, I, I remember the thing that uh, Mr. C said at the start of the show. Where he had he can challenge for the title. But did you think that uh, you know? Did you think okay. at any point, or any before the main event even ha- before you, before it even started? Did you even did it even come to your head now? Okay, this might what this might be what Brian Leo is gonna do. No, actually, I, I was thinking I was focusing on the match because I can't I can't uh, not focus on Bombay and I can't not focus on the PW Championship. But as soon as he came out, I was thinking, oh shit, he's coming for me. That that was the number one thing on my mind. Why the fuck is that bald guy coming out? So I thought, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so you had an idea now that he was uh, when as he was coming out. Nah, oh shit, he was going to exercise his title shot. There was a chance he was going to cash in. Pretty sure. Um, the thing is, I uh, it's it, let's be serious. I watch WWE. I right, know what happens yeah. with cash ins. Right, money in the bank. You got to beat up the guy first if you don't really want that. 100% chance to win. But I, I don't think Mr. C over here deliberately worded it to be like money in the bank. If I don't, okay, everyone understood now Brian Leo gets a title shot whenever he wants, but did it really mean like whenever he wants, like any time, any minute, any hour? It's funny that we have both these guys over here to set the record straight, and now I'm the one who has to set the record straight myself because when I, uh, you're right, Ro, when I, th- when I made that rule, when I made that stipulation, any money in the bank like possibility never crossed my mind because let's be serious. PWR strives to be original first and foremost. We're trying not to copy what the WWE and other promotions have done in the past. And the money in the bank uh, concept has been around for a good decade. So who are we to come out and Bring this, bring this little device in, and say, "Now, you know, we're we're doing this, and this is original." Yeah, wait, wait, Mr. C, I want to ask you: Are you allowing this for your future title shots? Now, okay, whenever you say, "Now, okay, you're gonna have a title shot whenever you want," are you allowing this kind of cash in? You know what? That's something I'm gonna have to bring up with the board because at the end of the day, the board is the one who calls the shots. I'm only the one who who makes sure that everybody falls into place and that they follow their orders. So, um, as far as Brian Leo is concerned, him coming out and him declaring that his title shot was valid right then and there—that was him exercising a loophole and making and trying to uh, trying to take advantage of the words that I used whenever when I tried to calm the Royal Flush down and when I tried to calm the Brannigan Brigade down. So, it, uh, I'm gonna admit it was a matter of Brian Leo just taking full advantage of all the circumstances that worked in his favor. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that it had to come out at the expense of JDL and that it, uh, Bombay also had to pay the price physically when that happened. No, it's, it's, it's nothing against you. It's just that I know it was in the heat of the moment. He was stirring shit up at the start of the show. Um, he was... He was taking up a lot of time with that, with whatever he was saying at the start. So yeah, you had to you had to start the show. It was our biggest show. You didn't want to damper it by him just keeping on talking throughout like I don't know thirty minutes. So yeah, you had you had to do what you had to do, and yeah, the, the, it happened. It went down, and it's it's sad for me, but you know I'm just I'm just keeping on moving forward, and I wanna I wanna take back what's mine. 
And to add to that, uh, this is a shout out to the board. Um, please, I implore you, get your shit straight. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, get your shit straight, board. Do you guys blame Mr. C at all for what happened? Uh, no, me, I don't blame Mr. C for what Brian Leo did. In the end of that night, he was he did outsmart all of us. We were I wasn't expecting anyone to cash in any shit at any time soon, you know. I mean, as when if I were to win it, I was expecting that I'd be holding the title all damn night and partying with it, but uh, there you go. I, I want to ask Brian you Leo for you. I, I want to ask you guys: Had you gotten Brian Leo's title shot at the beginning of the night, would you have done the same thing? Um, honestly, if I thought of it, yeah, I would. I would think about it. But the thing is, if that champ, uh, the championship deserve no, the, the the first champion deserves to have a night where he's basking in his glory. Right. I, I mean, and I. I would like to take that opportunity to become the next champion, but I want to do it on a, on a level playing ground, honestly. So the possibility of you, and, and this is me asking you, not just, not just as Mr. C, but as somebody who's been observing your work and has been admiring your work, the possibility of you just cashing in your title shot that night, that never would have crossed your mind. Is that what you're saying? Honestly, it would have crossed my mind, but I would have uh, chosen against it. All right, fair enough. Uh, Bombay, in that situation, is that something that would cross your mind? Would you consider uh, taking advantage of an opportunity where the first champion is down on his back and you just pin him one, two, three with an instant title shot? Okay, first of all, this business to me is about respect and honor. And what Brian, Brian Leo did had no respect and had no honor in it. So if I was given a title shot, I want my opponent to be at his very best before I beat him down and take that title away from him. And what if you don't get the title? Then he proves to me he's a better man. So at the end of the day, sinasabi mo na the ideas of respect and honor outweigh the idea of you holding that PWR championship for either the first or the second time. Uh, just to get this right, I'm not the opportunistic son of a bitch Brian Leo is, okay? So, I'm all about playing on a level playing field. So, I, I do want the upper advantage if I deserve to have the upper advantage. But, Brian Leo, he didn't deserve anything. All right. Um, of course... With uh, with the next PWR event being in in several weeks from now, like there is no scheduled date yet for the next PWR event, and I, I know this uh, coming from the board, but we will let you know when that event happens. Now, in the meantime, there's a lot of things that will be going down between all of the members of the PWR roster. What w- what will be your focus, JDL and Bombay, as you prepare for your next match and as you look towards whoever you'll be facing next? Well, Bombay, you want to start this off? Yeah, I'm here to call out John Sebastian, you sneaky son of a bitch. You took me down after JDL beat me fair and square. You jumped on my back, started beating me, throwing shit at me. You think you're better than me, boy? You just brand new here, son. And I will school you. I will show you how it's done. So I'm calling you out on the next PWR event, John Sebastian, Bombay Suarez, make it happen. All right, um, uh, this is actually surprising and not surprising at the same time. I mean, I would have expected you to go after Brian Leo, him being the one who, who, who premeditated this attack. But as the head trainer of PWR, how does it feel that one of your students uh, did this to you, turned on you, and basically made you a sitting duck 
for Brian Leo? Well, money can turn people into some shitty kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure John Sebastian was paid a pretty good lump sum for it. Don't you like think he's just really an asshole in real life? <laughs> Plus that, he's, re- he's a real asshole. I've seen him around training, and I don't yeah. like the guy. I always want to kick the guy in the face, but, you know, as, as long as I ain't signing any contracts, I can't get my hands on him. That's true. <laughs> All right, uh, JDL, who do you have your sights on? I'm assuming that you want to <laughs> yeah, you know, get your I hands on Brian Leo. He's I have a rematch. Yeah, I have a rematch, rematch clause. Obviously, I'm gunning for Brian Leo. I want to take back what's mine, what's rightfully mine. And I know you're going to say this. You're going to try to weasel your way out, but there's no running away right now. I have a rematch clause, and I'm going to cash it in in the next PWR event. And you can bet on that, Brian Leo, that I'm taking back my PWR championship. Uh, Wait, I want to ask this. Uh, It's it's probably likely when you get your rematch that... Brian Leo will use his his group, the Royal Flush, for to as an unfair advantage. How how do you plan to deal with that? Should it ever happen? Well, I'll try to look at everything I can. I'll try to study how the Royal Flush works. I'll try to look at all the tapes of the Royal Flush. But honestly, you can't really prepare for anything. They can just go behind your back. And I got some tricks up my sleeve. Yeah. A lot of tricks up my sleeve. Uh, you guys haven't seen it yet. Sounds uh, like you learned that from me. Speaking man. of tricks <laughs> up his sleeve, I, I think I want to talk about the championship match just a bit. I think yep. we got to talk about the spot everyone is talking about. The super kick heard no, around the arena. No, not just that. <laughs> but Sorry, Matt Rojas. My name is Matt Rojas. The cartwheel. Yeah, uh, the cart- cartwheel, ah. which actually went viral on social it, media, yeah, mind you, for good reason. How did how did you pull that off, man? Um, you have his head surgery scouted. Yeah, I did. No uh, one ever countered it like yeah, that yeah, before. How, Bumby, always, how did you react when he countered it like that? I was shocked to see him standing, man. Like as soon as I landed it, I was like, "Okay, he's down. What, I'm gonna hit him next." Time. Oh shit, he's back on his feet. This <laughs> fucking shit. rabbit is like. Well, frog. Legit, bro. If, you, uh, if you've seen before my court will splash, um, I like I, I have a bit of a background as a, a b-boy, actually. A b-boy? <laughs> right, now, now, tell us about this. What is a b-boy for those uh, who don't know? Not, not a legit b-boy. Back in high school... Um, Jabil, puppy. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, uh, back in high school, I used to hang out with this crew. Uh, they did a lot of break dancing. They showed me a few hey. tricks. So that's actually where I learned how to do my handstands. Uh-huh. And uh, from learning the handstands, I kind of developed my handstand push-up just to build up my upper body. And then which I kind of thought of using the cartwheel splash for. Um, and then while I was studying for the championship match, I was thinking there's got to be a way how to counter that um, the, the head scissor takedown. So I was thinking... What if I do a cartwheel out of it? Uh-huh. It's actually, and there's actually a lot of other wrestlers that do it. Um, back, uh, if you watch PWG, for example, Ricochet and Andrew Everett do that a lot if you watch a particular match. So I kind of got the idea from there. And, yeah, um, I was thinking, oh, shit, uh, Bombay's coming at me with a head scissor take on. Time, time to do this move. There we go. Man. And, you know, I have to say this again. I don't think, no, I don't think I've ever seen it in, you know, in American wrestling either. 
Yeah, I, I maybe haven't. maybe it's been done somewhere somehow, but I have never seen it in all my years of watching wrestling. I've not come across a counter like that. Maybe it's been done in Lucha Libre. I say it's likely, yeah. right? But you know, damn. No, the best part is, or the best part about that whole thing was the fact that both casual fans and non-fans were, were as were as amazed and astonished by it as hardcore fans. Like you had people who were at the PWR event, probably not because they were wrestling fans, yeah. but because they were brought by either their boyfriends or their friends or, or whoever. And that was one of the top things that they talked about as they left Makati Cinema Square. Well, I, I really have to thank them for that. Um, didn't really expect it, actually. I just w- I was just making sure I wasn't going to get hit by that head scissor takedown. So did I. I wasn't even expecting that. <laughs> All right, all right. So, okay, so you brought up Matt Ross Okay, we got to talk about this. I know you uh, addressed this on social media already. I did, yeah. But uh, I guess one more time for the listeners of the SGV podcast. All right. Um, so, you see, uh, Bombay threw me out of the ring. I couldn't land on my feet that time. And yeah. It really hurt. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, Bombay and I were brawling out on the outside. We were nearing the 10 count, but seeing as how senior official Matt Rojas didn't want to end it in a double count out, it's the first PWR championship on the biggest show of, of PWR. Of, obviously, you wouldn't want a double count out. Yeah, who would? Yeah. So he tried. He went out of the ring, tried to get a, get us back in. After Bombay hit me with that six one nine on while I was sitting down on the wooden steps, uh, I was trying to just pull myself up. Matt Rojas was there. I was pulling myself up. Bombay was coming at me with a clothesline. I ducked, and he almost hit Matt Rojas. So I was thinking while he was distracted. I was going to gear up for another Senorito kick. Yep. As I was about to go into that Senorito kick, Mombe ducked, and who was behind him but Matt Rojas. I thought he ducked too, man. Nah, he, he didn't duck in time. Not after that sound, he didn't. So, yeah. Um, Oops. <laughs> if you've seen my face after that super Senorito kick... I was staring at Matt Ross for like a good two seconds, and then Bombay started beating me up again. It's a PWR championship match. I can't blame him for anything. Yeah. So, yeah. What you got to do, man. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, props to Matt Ross for being man enough to get up, get back up, and then finish the match. But uh, after that, I had to have a long talk with him and kind of stop him from pressing charges against you. It was quite the yeah, discussion. Wait, how, 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 yeah, exactly. I mean, I think Matt... And, and Matt understood. Right, yeah. he understood this the situation. Uh, you can't end the first PWR Championship match on a DQ, on a countout. I was just afraid during the match. After that, he would, you know, did the JDL for for assault or whatever. And I'm just glad that he didn't. He sucked it up, and you have to give the guy a lot of respect for doing that. I give him all the respect in the world. I mean, I know it was an accident, but obviously it was also. Really bad on my part. Well, it was an accident, but I I was just hoping that he came out okay. If he if he does blame me for anything, I, I'll man up. It was an uh, it was something. It was my doing. Um, but thankfully, he, he uh, I, I don't know the term. Um, he he, he sucked it. He sucked it up. He understood. He knew and, it wasn't yeah. intentional. And I gotta thank him. And the ice tea's on me next time, brother. <laughs> hey. And as for the PWR fans, that's a reminder. Please stay away from the wrestlers. Matt Ross, I respect you, bro. <laughs> okay, I guess that deals with the main Max problem, but what about the other guys who also have a problem with the Royal Flush? I mean, like, what about Rafa Mabayashi? He's got, you know, he's got this problem with John Sebastian, so... He's gonna he's got to step in line because Bombay wants a piece of yeah, John Sebastian. Bombay, do you, would you consider, I don't know, enlisting the help, maybe, of Ralph? 
Um, and listening to Hell of a Breath, Ralph is one hell of a competitor. I've seen him. I've seen his matches. They were, they were, they really impressed me. Uh, but uh, with with getting Ralph to help me beat up John Sebastian, as much as I would want to give him a piece, um, I think I want John Sebastian for myself because he he put his hands on me. I want to put all my hands on him. And I'm going to take that motherfucker out, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see what Bombay oh, cooking that's up. that's interesting. Um, guys, yeah. so, so, what do you th- okay, so what do you guys think of the other up-and-coming uh, PWR talent? Oh, they're all great. Um, right now, Dual Shock. <laughs> Dual Shock actually survived. Dual Shock has lost like three times, man. Yeah, yeah but I've at least they, in, if you think about it, they pinned F4H. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but Dual Shock has never won a match. Let the record show that yeah, their record is zero. Won anyway, I guess what JDL is saying now. Okay, if if the three if the three elimination tag match was uh, was split into two parts, you know, Dual yeah. Shock would have won one. <laughs> Asterisk, puppy. Fine, yeah, fine, 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 fine. Asterisk, but you know, at yeah, the end I've of the been day, to all the shows. I wanted to know who Sandada is. I couldn't, I could, I couldn't I, find him without he his mask on. He never shows up. Honestly, uh, I've heard rumors that see John Lloyd through snow. Yeah, after after that, you know, after that, um, and Century Two in a fitness. Yeah, thing. we're going around boot camps, and yeah. you know, uh, Sandata's never at boot camp, but I always am. Yeah, that's what I, that's I what they say. I'm glad you to say. You might not Sandata. Sabi na si John Lloyd daw. Musi Lloyd yon. I'm glad. Glad that he's okay, especially after he went through that thing with uh, the one he got into the hospital with. Can you Ah, oh Jesus! Is that Shaina? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm glad he's okay though. Right. I mean, it's been years, but I'm glad that you know he can wrestle. He's he's okay down there. So yeah. And of course, Ken Warren, Chris Panzer, amazing match, amazing submission match, first ever in PWR history. Um, these up and comers, yeah, they're starting to rise, you know, like a phoenix. Hey, like a phoenix. Like, like a phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um, I, like that. I, I, you guys, um, whoever's watching PWR, and if you're new to it, watch out for these guys because they're they're up and coming, and they will they will wow you. That's for sure. I find except, it, except when main Max goes to you and has a selfie. <laughs> yeah, I find it really amusing, the banana. Bombay would go out and say, nah, "Stay away from the wrestlers," or you know, Camus even when when he does the ring announcing thing, he'll say, "Don't try this at home." Right. When at the Is end of the day, not? you shouldn't. But at the end of the day, Like yeah, you can't yeah. not get into this business after having gone through that and having all those thoughts, those fantasies of one day mixing it up in the ring yourself. Diba? Well, that's just a reminder because you know we want to avoid having JDL kick. The fans in the face for a further reference. Yeah, um, just in case. yeah. Just try to stay away from my feet. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we're gonna, we're about to wrap this interview up in just a bit, and we're also about to wrap this episode up. But before we go, is there anything else that uh, you would like to say to either the people you're coming after? I mean, we know you've addressed them, but how about the fans that have rallied behind you, have cried foul over what happened at Revolution X? This is your cha- uh, your chance, your time. Um, I really thank all my amigos and amigas who voiced out their opinions on the finish of that show. Um, I, I didn't like it either, let's be honest. But you got to give props to Brian Leo for being the smart wrestler that he is. But uh, I'm just going to say this. He's never beaten me on an, equal, on, a, on an equal ground. He always beats me after one match we have or another match. He always beats me after a match. I mean, after I'm dog-tired, after I laid out everything in that ring, then he comes back in and then challenges me. 
and I'm stupid enough to accept or I have no choice but to accept. But yeah, Brian Leo, uh, one thing, you got to be scared, bro, because minimum wage and maximum wage is going to come for the PWR championship. I want to thank everybody who supported Bombay Suarez, who supported me during my fight against JDL for a PWR championship. Unfortunately, JDL was a better man that night. I got to admit it. So I want to thank you guys. Thanks for being powered by Bombay's. And John Sebastian, I got three words for you. <laughs> Kill this bitch. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, JDL and Bombay Suarez, you'll see them again in the next several weeks as we gear up for the next PWR event. Thank you so much, JDL and Bombay. Salamat, salamat. We're going to be... Thank you, guys. guys. Thank you. Uh, I, I wish JDL the best of luck. I said, that, that, was, that was savage, man. That Thanks, was really savage. <laughs> Thanks, Ro. See you back in boot camp. All right, we're going to be coming right back with our picks of the week, and we're about to wrap this baby up. Stay with us on episode 65 of the SGP Podcast. All right, we got to thank uh, JDL and Bombay Suarez for stopping by and for telling us about their next moves post-Revolution X. And before we go on and get out of here, we got to let you know what the most must-see match is of the yeah. week. And we call this the Picks of the Week. And for this week, we got one pick. Oh. Just one pick. Just one. The main event of Money in the Bank 2015. Right. The main event that stole the show. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose in the ladder match for the for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So it was a great match all around. Uh, um, all thirty five minutes of it, I was just glued. And no, I, I no, I will admit, um, I was tuned out for the first ten minutes because he really was going slow. But okay, what the fuck are you guys doing in the ring in the middle of the ring? No ladders yet, just beating on each other. I would I would assume that someone would get a ladder and start wailing on him. I Wait have to I have to watch that again though if I want to count no, no, how so many rebound lariats were executed. No, just one. Ano ko isa lang. Ah, talaga. Uh, it was yeah. The rebound lariat is really stupid. I, I hate it. I've started I hate hating it on not it. Not because it's a stupid move, but because he spams it and it's hard. It makes the opponent look stupid. Right, because everybody else has fallen for it, so why oh, are you but, falling okay. for it too? There is a one-second window for you to duck. Yeah. And he's not even going that fast. And yung, I, I guess for me, what I hate about it is, in a way, he doesn't sell it. No, and no, I, know, no. I know your argument naman is that he will end up selling it mm. after that last-ditch attempt to you know, uh, it's, show his it's strength. It's like a Pele kick. Uh, if you've seen Balor's Pele kick, he yeah. hits it after he gets hit. Oh. Parang he hits it on the way down. So it's like an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Uh, so know, if you have, a, you have if you have an issue with the rebound target, you also have an issue with the pele kick. If that's your issue, uh, not totally, no It's, it's just stupid because it's hokey and it's kind of contrived. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. So M- must believable actually, yung ano, yung six one nine punch niya. Ah, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's actually more believable. Right, right, right. Because uh. uh, he only gets, he does that when he gets sent to the apron. Oh, chump, yung yun parang yung momentum niya nagagamit pa niya. Whereas the rebound lariat is halata he's setting up for that. Yeah. Which, you know, it, it sucks. But the match, now Rollins Ambrose, uh, there's nothing else to say that we haven't said. It was just the best match of the week. So that is why the main event for Money in the Bank 2015 is our unanimous pick of the week. 
Before we get out of here, we got to remind you again to subscribe to us on iTunes. Yep, we yep, wouldn't yep. be the number one. Hey, by the way, 76 ranked podcast in the sports and rec in, category. Uh, our, on our, please tune into our episode the week from next week. Yeah, so in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We've got a special surprise coming for you. Uh, we just confirmed it today. And it's a, it's a surprise. Next week, in the movie. Yeah. It's a surprise that basically comes to us all the way from Norwich. Yep. Uh, it's our latest started from the bottom that we hear moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's this kind of moment which makes me want to go have a session of, you know, finding with my family. Yeah. Hey. I just can't wait. I, I cannot wait. Yeah, so um, that's going to push through. That's going to push through. Oh, uh, you know, to the, to the powers that be, if for one reason or another you're listening to this, no erase, right? Patch move na. Confirmed na. Confirmed na kami. And we're ready. We're going to make sure that we come up with the best questions that Ricky Law can't even think of We basically have two started from the bottom now we hear moments lined up soon. For like the next several weeks. Yes. So and we cannot wait for that. So we hope that you stay tuned. It's going to be big. And tell your friends, if they're wrestling fans or were wrestling fans, and they want to have a reason to get back into wrestling, we are your primer. We are your guide to wrestling in the Philippines. We give you all access passes to the boys and the girls of Philippine Wrestling Revolution. We review um, every, every bit of wrestling you can find on the internet, not just on the podcast, but on the home and the voice of Philippine wrestling, www.smarkhenry.ph So that's where you have to go for your daily dose, your daily fix of anything and everything wrestling here in the Philippines. And of course, if there's anything you agree with or disagree with, you want to chat with us about, just like Slickmaster who tweets us about our regular positions on the iTunes store, you can hit us up. Mine is at underscore Stancy. And uh, you can also hit up Ro at Roizwar and Camus at Caveman Camus. Uh, the podcast, by the way, has its own Twitter feed, at the SGP Podcast. And you can like the Facebook page as well. It's facebook.com slash the SGP Podcast. Now, before we go, we got to thank a few, a few people who always make the SGP Podcast possible, starting off with the boys and girls of Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Thank you for letting us be the home of PWR. Yep. And We're really proud. We are so proud. And, of course, the Mellow 94 7 uh, team for always having us, for letting us use the studio and the equipment. And, if, and, and finally, we got to give a shout-out to Rhino Supplement Herbal Tea. Siguradong uulit ka or something. Uh, for real, they're not our real sponsor. Yeah, not, so not really, but it was just funny. To avoid, just to avoid some legal shit. Yeah, but it was really funny, though. So thanks for having such a hokey slogan. All right, all right. Uh, that That's brings it. us to the end. We're out of here. Episode 65 the in hard the books. Times episode. And I think at this point, you can finally play California Love. Right. We out. Have an American dream, everyone. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.